and a very warm welcome to episode 22 of the Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast, a podcast all about the history and construction of the city's motorways and expressways. I'm Stuart Baird. And I'm John Hassel. Not quite correct there, Stuart, talking about how it's all about Glasgow and the motorways and expressways. We're not going to be talking about Glasgow this time. But Why? Because we're going to be talking about the M90. I, so, sorry, who approved this? <laughs> you approved it. You've I, dragged me in here no, to do it. I don't think so. Well, we were always talking about Scottish motorways. We, we were going to make this a thing. You know, we spoke about some of the minor roads and other stuff like that. That's out with Glasgow. Because we've got to remember some of our listeners aren't all from Glasgow. That's very true. We have a very wide, diverse we listener do. We do. group uh, who follow us keenly. We do. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's time to cater for them. So... Don't feel left out if you're from Glasgow. We're going to make it as entertaining for you as possible. The M90 is a fascinating topic. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Stuart is not a fan, no. so he is going to be cross-examining me at every opportunity while we're going to be talking about it today. You can believe it. <laughs> okay, so what else have we got coming up this month? Uh, this month, I do believe we might have one or two little questions that might come in. Yes, we do. We have one or two listener questions. And we keep saying this month, but really, over the last couple of editions, we're trying to put them out just a bit more frequently. Exactly. Because uh, we know you love them. Yeah, we, they, they <laughs> seem to be very uh, very popular and people yep. seem to enjoy them. So we're trying to do them every couple of weeks, uh, which is good for people who, who enjoy what we're saying. We try to keep the topics interesting. Exactly. So that's good. So yeah, we will be answering one or two questions. No doubt I'll have questions to ask you as well. I think I think that's where it's going to be. Yeah. Because I I know, I know your viewpoint on the M90, and you're going to be asking me loads and loads of things, you know? Yeah. So they're, they're I'll only... try my best. Yeah, good. good. I've done my research. Well, that's the main somewhat. thing. Yeah, as long as you can answer. <laughs> uh, and then we'll finish up with one or two points about what we are doing at the moment, which has yeah. been very quiet. Uh, so we'll, we'll also do that. Now, John, it's interesting times that we're it in is at the moment. It is interesting times. Um, and... I'm sure there's people listening to us maybe in a place different to where they normally listen to us. Exactly. Self-isolating at home, you know. And uh, anyone who's concerned, you know, about Stuart and I, uh, we're okay. We're okay. How's your, how's your temperature, Stuart? Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, I'm, okay. a, I'm a bit hot, but then we all know that already. We all know that already. <laughs> that goes without saying. <laughs> Me too. Um, no, we're keeping, what, about two metres apart here, I Something think? Something like that. Yeah, we've, uh, we've, got, we've got a longer desk here. You Trust know, me, if that. you knew John, you would know that two metres was more than close enough. Well, I actually have showered today, <laughs> so that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, on a serious note, we hope yep. everybody is doing okay. Yep. Uh, we, we will put out a couple of these just a wee bit more frequently than normal because people obviously will be looking for something to listen to. Absolutely. Uh, and and, and the same, in the same regard, we'll be looking for something to do as well when we're not working uh, in the evenings and stuff. So it gives us something that we enjoy it's, as well. So so we'll do that. So anyway, we'll just get straight into this M90 topic then that you're Please, so keen to discuss. Please, because I do not want to talk about COVID-19 any further. That's yeah, all I, th- I hear at the moment. I think we're all a bit maxed out on that. Absolutely. And as, as per the previous podcast, this will, will be less than an hour as well, as per our revised format. Yes, I've been well and truly whipped. Indeed. So I will make sure mm-hmm. it's uh, nice and short. So the M90, um, hmm, why have we picked this motorway so no, hang about. on why have you picked this motorway to talk <laughs> no, about it's a we it's a we we do this together don't we now Stuart and I were both thinking about uh, roads we can pick uh, you know outside of Glasgow that are interesting uh, some of them might not be motorways some of them whatever but I thought about this one I mean I, I, I know this road very well I, I often refer to it as the other lady in my life because I do work on it every single day <laughs> poor unfortunate lady uh, yeah I mean okay in fairness to you and in fairness to the motorway it uh, was Scotland's first motorway yes, and I will go technically 
technically. Technically. There is a modicum of kind of debate about that mm-hmm. in some ways, but mm-hmm. yeah, technically if we go by the dates. And it is interesting from some perspectives, uh, and it's it's one, I suppose, that um, it's a route to the north as well. It yep. takes, you to, takes you to nice places. Well, so... I, I'm just going to leave it to you to, to gonna, tell us all about it. I might cut in now and again. I've got some some alcohol here, and I've got some some jelly babies here. I'm going to munch yeah, away you, and, and and drink away and just listen to you try to justify yeah. the M90's existence and convince me that it is actually worth having. Okay. Well, that's it. So it's an easy one for you this week, Stuart. So yeah, if you hear the rustling and everything, that's just because he's got bored. So I've uh, I've done some research into this and I've looked into it. So I've got some key facts. I'd like to. I like, like to key put facts. Down, uh, Anyone who's ever read any of my website articles know that we are very keen on key okay. facts. Okay. So let's assume um, we've got somebody here who doesn't actually know where the M90 is. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. The M90, to my knowledge, the M90 runs from Edinburgh to Perth. Yeah, in the loosest terms, it's it's the one that goes over the fourth. It takes in that bridge that nobody quite cares about. What's that one that nobody ever talks about again? Fryerton. Oh. That's the one. <laughs> okay, so um, let's let's get into the information, all right? Um, so, the the M ninety is thirty seven point seven miles long. Is it? Yeah. From where to where? From Kirkliston to Broxburn. No, people don't know these names. Where's Kirkliston? Kirkliston. So Kirkliston is <laughs> is down. Uh, it's not far from Edinburgh Airport. So that's actually the junction name for Junction One A of the M nine. So you know Newbridge. Ah, this is the one that takes you along the M9 Spur. We're going to get to that, because everyone's familiar with the M9 Spur, because that existed for such a long time mm-hmm. as just that, okay. a spur. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So you've got that distance. Now, what makes that interesting is that it's actually shorter than the M8, and obviously the M74 slash A74M, which is the yeah. longest motorway in Scotland. Yeah. It actually makes it longer than the M9. Does so it it's, really? Yeah, it does. It's yeah. the third longest motorway in Scotland. What about the M77? Um, do you know, in 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 uh, in all honesty, I never measured that. But looking at it as a map, I don't think it's maybe only twenty long. something miles yeah, or something. Yeah, right, yeah, okay, fair point. Fair point. It does go quite a way. So that's it. And we did mention this earlier. Is the oldest motorway in Scotland. Mm. This is controversial. So what happened here with this is um, it, I've got it here opening in September of 1964. Now. We often talk about the oldest motorway of Scotland being the Heart Hill Bypass, yeah. which is 65. No, no, no. Uh, let me just <laughs> Everything let me you've just, heard is wrong. Let me just stop you there. The Heart Hill okay. Bypass opened partially. 75% of it opened mm-hmm. in November 1964. Okay. Other portions of it were open but prior were... to that. And our HES searches recently, Historic Environment Scotland searches through the photos recently, yep. have confirmed that one carriageway right. was in use as early as early 1964. Oh, okay, so one carriageway. So probably the yes. special roads order wouldn't have come in. You'd be basically driving in a yeah, in a site kind of thing. It wasn't officially open, no ribbon cut. probably doesn't count there, so... Yeah. You're doing a good job there. Anyway, <laughs> the, the November 1965 date yep. that is often thrown about was when the Western Terminus tie-in was completed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so there was a year really after the, the sort of thing opened, mm-hmm. and you were using both carriageways until the far end, the west end of it was completed, yep. and it was at that stage that the entire motorway, as they call it, was was opened, was and that was when the open. order came in and said, "Yeah, it is now open as a special road." Um, but we now have seen photographic evidence to confirm that the road, yep. the new road, the brand new section road, was being used prior to the opening of 
that bit of M90. Yeah. But you're right, technically, legally, yeah, the M90 it, is the first bit. That's just it. This is a fascinating thing that we have while doing our research. We do find out stuff all the time, and we're like, well, that's great. We're just going to have to retcon the website now, yeah. aren't we? That is why <laughs> we are the UK's premier road history website. Wow, that is a bold statement. We give you all the dates, all yep. the facts, all the figures, all backed up yep. by actual evidence. We don't buy into any of this speculation or any of these <laughs> theories. But, but we do also speculate as well. We have got our own theories. We speculate. We talk. We've got opinions yeah. on stuff. But you are right. Our you are right. Bad. I mean, kind of looking at it from a foundation level, we do have the information there. And that's been so prevalent over the last year as we found out stuff. Completely. As we've ramped up the research again in recent months, yeah. uh, particularly looking east and to other parts of the country, uh, exactly. it, it's good to, to, to confirm a lot of these facts. And, and it allows us to yeah. have a wee bit of a, a trade-off here. We'll and, never you know. know everything that's the thing we're always finding out stuff new and we'll always share that with you yeah. but i would love to get back to the m90 i love only, only you stuart you could turn it into an m8 podcast oh, well what can <laughs> After i talking say talking about that so yes right at least Wojciech's not here if Wojciech was here he would try and turn in an m9 podcast or, or an m876 or an m80 oh jeez that's, that's his motorway oh, isn't it be enough to have everybody do you, know, for the do you know something? Since I've moved, I do not have to use the M80 anymore. It's a horrendous motorway. And it's wonderful. My life, my quality of life has increased so much. <laughs> um, I never I never thought the blue line on a map would have such an impact. Yeah. But there you go. So uh, the other part of my point here, we, so we, we were agreeing open September 1964, which is actually when the fourth road bridge opened. Oh, okay. So there you go. So it's tying in. So these parts of the M90 that I'm talking about, were the well were the northern approaches to the fourth road bridge at the time they decided that they were going to be motorway okay so so in those days then where did mm. the m90 actually start well this is interesting okay so uh, i mean i will get into this when i get down to it but it was just north of the present day junction two which was masterton so it's actually only a very short section and it went down to the admiralty junction which is currently junction 1c 1C? Yeah, 1C. Oh. Uh, it used to be just known as Junction 1, 1C. but now it's Junction 1C. Oh. And we had a spur as well that went off to Petrivi and uh, Dunfermline, known as the Petrivi Spur. We know it now as the 8823N. Catchy. Ah. Uh, catchy, okay. huh? So these were all motorway uh, when they opened, and it was decided. And, I mean, it was, uh, don't, don't get me wrong, I mean, this this was kind of like a basic version of Moe, no hard shoulders or any of that jazz. Um, but they, they were added later. But I will I will go into this, I promise. So, I mean, it was, you know, I said it opened in 1964, but the M90 has had a long journey. To, to get to the complete M90 that we have now, that took from 1964 all the way to 2017. All right, okay. And I will go through that. Right, okay. This okay. is fascinating. It is, it's good. Um, uh, I've got another fact. It is the most northerly motorway in the United Kingdom. All right, I suppose it would be, yes. Uh -huh. It would. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. most northerly uh, all the way up there. Um, so more more northerly than the M9. Right. We don't have a blue line and a map beyond that. It also has some interesting features. It actually has the sharpest bend on the main line of any motorway on the UK between Junction 8 and Junction 9. So this is on the, this is on the main line. You've actually got pro mm -hmm. proper bends on right. this. Okay. You know, which in a motorway context, you probably think, oh, you know, you'd only get them within a junction. So that's a step. So... 
The way I'm going to tackle this long motorway and talk about it is I'm going to work from south all the way to north. Okay? So this is from Kirkliston? This is from Kirkliston. All the way to Perth? This is from Kirkliston all the way to Perth. Yeah. Uh, so Kirkliston I was established not far from Edinburgh Airport. Uh, it's the M9, Junction 1A, north of Newbridge. So um, south to north. So... <laughs> Right, you brought up something here that needs to be addressed, and you're talking about the M9 spur. Yeah, that still exists. So the M9 spur, but it doesn't. You'll, no, don't worry, you'll be educated here, right? So the M9 spur is, is something that existed from 1971 all the way to 2007. Because how you got to the Fourth Road Bridge from the M9 was you took this spur at Junction 1A. Yeah. And it was a short section of motorway, and it was M9, and it dumped you at a roundabout at Humby. Oh, I remember it well. You remember it well? I remember it well. Rolling along and the 8,000. <laughs> I think. Oh, yeah, it was 8,000. Yes, it's it called was. something else now, isn't it? B8,000. Yeah, that's just it. B800? B800. B800. B800s, yeah. yeah. So the A9,000 is technically what they call the fourth road bridge now. So anyway, so you, you were dumped on this. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, which was a single carriageway. Oh, so you came off this dual two-lane yeah. motorway mm-hmm. uh, onto Humby Roundabout, and you took the single carriageway that takes you to the fourth road bridge. Yeah. Could you know? add that the reason that stayed like that for so bloody long was because of the uh, ineffectiveness of both Lothian Regional Council and then Edinburgh City Council actually pushing something forward there? Yeah. Because both those schemes were, were their responsibility at that, that time. That's right. I mean, the whole area, and we, we can talk we can talk about this so much, and we will talk about this so much. You know, um, is it, you know, the lack of the Barton by Past the whole area mm. suffers from a lack of joined up planning. Oh, if you look at a roadmap around there, you're like, who done this? Mm-hmm. You know, so um, that that's really and, and that section now where we I've spoken about this is the former M9 spur. Yeah, but something changed. Something changed. Eventually, I mean, it it was a bit of a national disgrace um, that you were taken off the motorway and to get to the fourth road bridge, you were on the single carriage road. So yeah. they decided um, what they were going to do is they were going to extend the spur, yep. the M9 spur, to meet the A90, mm-hmm. okay, at Scotston. Oh, yes. Okay, which is south of the 4th Road Bridge, mm-hmm. um, continuing uh, basically a dual t- two-lane road to tie in there, you know, so people didn't have to use this. And that provided and, relief for South Queensbury as well. And that was that wee bit of road that skirted around the edge of the Dundas estate. Y- yep. Uh, Duntarvey. Duntarvi. Yeah. Sorry, I'm saying that it's the, the guy who owns it and lives there occasionally is Dundas, Lord yeah. Dundas. Uh, he did that song back in the 70s, uh, Jeans On, that people will remember. And he did oh, a lot of TV music as okay. well. That's one of his estates. Right. Dundas. That's uh, a lovely nugget of information. David Dundas. That's David the, Dundas. That's the yeah. estate. So, um, what, what actually happened there was, I'm talking about this, this is the, what was known as then, and it was still M9 uh, when it actually opened up in 2007. So 2007, was it? As, yeah, as so the whole that. time from 1971 to 2007, you know, it just ended at Humby Roundabout. Yeah. So what they done there as part of that scheme, it was Morrison's Construction who done that one. Right. And they, they extended the M9 spur all the way around to tie-in with the A90 at Scotston. Uh, so providing, it was a dual two-lane motorway. And then what they done was they added an extra lane to the A90 on approach to the fourth road bridge. So what you actually had was A90 at three lane ah, at that point right, just okay. there. Yep. And uh, like I said, that was September 2007. And that was Morrison's Construction who done that. 
Interesting. Who did we know who the designer was on that at all? Uh, I couldn't get that information yeah. just on that one there. I'm so not sure either, actually. Yeah. You know, um, to to look at that there. I mean, I've I've looked into this, but Morrison's is all all I've got on there. Okay, if anybody knows the answer to that, let us know, would you? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. So where are we? You know, we're we're at this bit now where we've got this motorway that's running from Kirkliston. It's gone to Scotston. Uh, at the stage where it is motorway, so from Scotston now going all the way through to Admiralty, which is currently Junction 1C, Yeah, this was not there before. So this had opened in 2017. This includes the Queensferry Crossing. Now, this is not going to be a, <laughs> a podcast about the Queensferry Crossing. We are talking about the M90. I just wanted to make that clear. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, that's that's a big topic for another day. So this section, it's, it's quite funny. We're starting from the south, but these are actually some of the newer sections that have opened because the M90 originally did not start until Admiralty, So, which is currently, as I say, Junction 1C. Interesting, yes. Yeah, so okay. there you go. It was almost extended uh, south. That's why you've got all these extra funny little letters being added into the junctions, okay? Okay. So that's it. From Scotston, then, uh, it was, you know, decided we were going to have what was called the fourth replacement crossing came in, and that was called Queensferry Crossing. And now we have this motorway link all the way from the M9 at Kirkliston Junction 1A all the way through to Admiralty, because before that, Stuart, the M90 was one of these motorways that was separated from the rest of the motorway network. Isn't it technically still separated from the yes. rest of the motorway network? Yes, I'm so glad you asked that, because I was just about to make a, a point here. At the top of the spur, um, which, you know, is the spur is no longer called the M9 spur. It's now part of the M90. You look at the signs there, it's M90, okay? Uh, we still call it the spur, though, because everybody knows what you're talking about. So from Scotston to the South Queensferry Junction, that's now Junction 1A. Okay. Okay. Interesting, yeah. It's secret. It's A90. Yes. You can't get anything right in the east. (laughs) But it's special road. If it's special road, why is it not motorway? Well, there is a a slight problem here. Because you have the A90 coming from Edinburgh, there's non-motorway traffic that joins at that point and cannot escape. Now, that traffic is already restricted. It already has some restrictions on a a nine. Oh no, the A ninety is not a special road coming from from Cranbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no cyclists, all that kind of thing. Are, uh, there are ah. some restrictions on it, so there is no way for that traffic to escape. So what they've had to do is they've had to not have it as a motorway for this short section. That's why you get this small little green line on the map. You know, some maps don't even bother to show it. But if you notice this, if you're at that section between Scotson and South Queensferry, you'll notice the signs are green. Meaning it is not a motorway. So, it's not exactly all-purpose either. Yeah, so it's I'm just looking road. at it on the map, and I'm just wondering why we didn't just build a parallel distributor road there well, to, to take the United traffic ex- up to... It's extra cost, isn't it? You know, I think what they should have done is kicked it off at the what we now have as known as the public transport links. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that people, you know, non-motorway traffic could leave at Scotston and go on to the B800. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. So we have this bizarre little section. But, you know, for the... To keep things neat, we'll just pretend it's motorway for this podcast. Now, you know I don't like doing that. <laughs> well, you're just going to have to live with it because it's my <laughs> podcast. Okay, uh-huh. so <clears throat> so where are we? We've gone over the Queensferry Crossing. 
We've gone over Ferry Toll, which is Junction 1B. Okay. Ferry Toll Junction always... Is that the junction with the A985, the road that goes to King Carden? You are incorrect. That's Admiralty. So that's Ferry 1A. T- yeah. Th- no, that's <laughs> 1C. That's 1C. I thought 1C was Masterton. No, that's Junction 2. Ah, for good... See, if they didn't use these <laughs> stupid letters... What, what originally happened, folks, if you're as confused as Stuart is, the M90 started at Admiralty. Admiralty was Junction 1. Masterton was Junction 2. Halbeath was Junction 3. But what they'd done was they extended the motorway south, meaning that they had to rejig all the numbers. So now it goes like this. M9, Junction 1A, Kirkliston. Right. You following me? So yeah. that's the M from the M9's perspective. And that's south that, of the Queensford across. Yeah. Now that is technically M90 Junction 0, but we yeah. don't say Junction 0 because that's a silly. Then Scotston Junction. This is a fork junction where the A90 merges from Edinburgh yeah. with the M90. Right. Okay. And what number is that? Junction 1. Are you telling me 1A is south of 1? <laughs> yeah, but that's from the M9's perspective. So remember the ah, so it's M nine junction one M nine junction one A is Kirkliston. Ah, right, okay. So it's M ninety zero basically junction zero. Yeah, but we don't say zero. Well, it's we have silly. the same scenario yeah. with the M seventy seven. So I'll let it go. Right. Okay. Thank you. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Scotston is one. South Queensferry, which is what the new junction is called, just south of the Queensferry crossing, is one A. Okay. Yeah. Ferry Toll is 1B. And that's the and A9... No, that's not the A985. No. Ferry Toll, it connects with minor roads. So that's like Castle and Hill Road. Is that road. where the big park and ride thing is? That's where the ah. park and ride... And the sewage treatment plant. So that's a bit where you're holding your nose when you go past See, it. I never go east. I'm sure that's shining through <laughs> here. It's terrible. It's it's uh, it's like having an annoying parrot on your shoulder here. <laughs> right, don't make me laugh. Anyway, so we've got Junction 1B. Okay, well, that's Ferry Toll. Yep. And then we go to junction 1C, which is Admiralty. So what they'd done here with these junction numbers was they rejigged them, you know, so that they didn't have to change all the junction numbers to Perth. They just gave God, them these letters. God forbid them. we actually was to do, some, <laughs> to do something like that, you know. I know, yeah. I know. All right, so, okay. Anyway, right, we need so that to get, makes we, sense. Yeah. We need to get back to this. So uh, what's the history of the M90 beyond Admiralty? So we know... We know, we know what's happened with these more recent sections. So, originally, between Admiralty and Dulloch, I'm saying that right? Dulloch, yep. Dulloch, all right. Now, Dulloch is actually south of Halbeath. It's, it's next to Dunfermline. Next to okay. the Amazon building. That, yeah, that's right. You're, you're in the right area. This is the old section. Okay, so this opened in 1964. Okay. Hard shoulders were added shortly after and extended beyond Dulloch. In 1969. So, okay. So there was this short section from Admiralty, which included the Masterton Junction and the Petrivi Spur, the A823M, which I've spoken about previously. Yeah, yeah. That was a Christmas one. That was a Christmas one. Yeah. That went up and it terminated at Dulloch, okay, which was, I think it was Abadara Road, uh, is what it's called now. And you can clearly see this if you look at the maps. Just north of Junction 2, you can see where the motorway kicked off and put everyone basically off onto local roads. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What they did so from 1964 all the way to 1916 December 1969 that's the way it existed. Okay? Now we saw some photographs 
in the historic environment Scotland archives of the section just north of there, didn't we? We did. And, and they there were, were no hard shoulders on it no, initially. No, they, they, they weren't. And, and I will get to that. All right. Um, so, I mean, the, the thing is, no, I, I just want to talk about this short section because that short section from Admiralty to Dulloch with that temporary terminus, it was always meant to be extended. Okay. Yeah. That was opened in September 1964. Right. Okay. The designer was Mott Hay and Anderson and Fife County Council mm -hmm. at the time. Okay. And the contractor was Watlings. Watlings. So our dear friends Watlings. Our dear friends Watlings. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's that bit. So anyway, let's get let's get on to the point you're making. So what yeah. happened beyond that? Yeah. So in 1969, it actually was extended. There's a scheme there um, where it went from this Dulloch terminus all the way to Kelty. Yes. Which is actually now Junction 4. Yeah. I believe that junction's proper name is Cocklaw. I believe. You believe? If, 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 if the VMS signs are to be believed. Right, okay. okay. So this was actually opened in December 1969. It was one of these schemes that was actually early. Right. Oh, so good. it was a little good. bit early. Yeah. That was it. Um, hard shoulders were actually added shortly after, and they were extended beyond Dulloch Terminus, um, you know, in 1969. Okay. Um, so, you know, they... they there was something that happened, and I will get into that a little bit about about why that was done. Now, can okay. I can I ask a question? I might be preempting something that's coming up here. You said it went to Kelty. Now, did, did that section include the Kelty bypass, or did the Kelty bypass come later as a separate scheme? I am panically, if that's even a word, reading here to see if I can uh, if I can verify your point. No, the Kelty bypass did actually go beyond. Junction Junction Four. Right, but you know. did did that come later on then, or did... that came, that I think so. Right. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm just getting to these points. So yeah. the I'll read just as I've got it here. Yeah. Just to keep it clear for okay. people. Yeah. So from Dulloch to Kelty opened in December 1969. Mm -hmm. Kelty Bypass. Yeah. It was a Fairhurst design, and tarmac were the contractor. This is the tarmac that became Carillion. Yes. Indeed. There you go. Cast your mind back to that. So what junction numbers was that? Was that four to five, did you say? Um, that was junction, basically from kind of junction two, which was the uh, the terminus at the southern end, all the way up to the present day kind of junction four, junction five area. Right. Okay. Perfect, yeah. It's interesting you said the designer there was Fairhurst and, yes, and, and Tarmac was a contractor. There's quite a few schemes through East on the M9 in particular that, that they, Fairhurst. they Fairhurst and Tarmac yep. together. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah, uh, it it's is. interesting to note. I have a fact. Go ahead. Would you like this? Yes. Uh, Kelty, at that section just there at Junction 4, yep. is the highest part of the M90. Oh, it's high as in? As in height, elevation. Yeah. So it's at 325 feet. So that's about 100 metres. Yeah. So that's that's high for the M90, but it's not high by other trunk road standards. No, it's yeah. not. But, you know, I thought, I, I thought I'd mention that, yeah. to be honest okay. with you. Certainly where the most interesting weather occurs. Yeah. Uh, again, I say, originally did not have hard shoulders. Uh, what they'd done with this was they provided emergency laybys. Uh -huh. Hard shoulders were actually added at a later date, around 1973, due to some serious accidents. Oh. So the funny thing is about this, you know, they had some serious accidents, right, we better get the hard shoulders. They always built the road in such a way with hardened verges yeah. that you could have hard shoulders. But any sections beyond that were constructed beyond that point, you know, they wanted to in include the hard shoulders off the bat. Yeah. Okay? okay. So that talks about the... Um, the Kelty bypass. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I have skipped a few things here. 
So I'm just going to go back and talk about this. We spoke about Junction 2. We spoke about Masterton. Yeah. So there's this big interchange at Marston, which is this half-unbuilt thing that was all meant to be part of the East Fife Regional Road. Now, if you go to the Fourth Road Bridge and you go to the viewing deck, there's a plaque there, and it shows at the Marston Junction, actually, there was a road that was meant to go east, mm-hmm. you know, and connect up to, to other places along that line. It's still a dotted line on that plaque. So towards Kirkcaldy and places like that? Yeah, kind of along that way, kind of, yeah, but on Dargetty Bay, kind of going out that way. Um, what, what eventually happened, and I know we've discussed this before, is they actually decided to have this East Fife Regional Road in a different location yeah. further up. Um, and this came in the form of the A92. So this is like the Cowden Beath bypass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, for many years, from kind of 1969 all the way to 1996, 1997, you would come off at Junction 3, Halbeath, and you'd have to take the A92 that way. In 1997, they carried out an improvement scheme there to add in a fork junction and add a spur that you could get off the M90 and get onto the A92. Yeah. Uh, to have the whole thing free flow. Okay. So that's why we have Junction 2A. Oh, goodness. And and that's beside the cinema complex at Dunfermline Wind. That's the one. Wind? Yep. Is that right, Dunfermline Wind? No, no, Dunfermline Wind's a little bit further, further south. south. I think you're what's, thinking, what's the name of that retail leisure park in there again? It's just Dunfermline Leisure Park. Oh, right, okay. You know, that you've got up there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so M90 Junction 2A opened in 1997, creating a free throw link to the A92. It was designed by Babti. Okay. There you go. Baptist Group, yep. And uh, the contractor was Morrison's. Oh, okay, interesting. So there you go. So they built this spur that had this free-flow link from the M90 all the way to the A92. So, you know, if you use that section of the road, that wasn't always there. Uh-huh. You know, you had to have come off at Junction 3, Halbeath, and yeah. used it before. Okay. So I thought that was um, I thought that was worth mentioning. Worth mentioning, yeah. Just mm-hmm. in that section there. Um, so... I have um, I have some information here that I've 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 kind of collected as an extract mm-hmm. uh, online that I would like to read out if that's okay, and it Go concerns ahead. this A ninety two situation. It concerns some of the hard shoulders and some of the sections going further north. <clears throat> so I I have extracted this information. So um, I'll read this out for you. Uh, then Scottish Development Department commissioned a new traffic study which concluded that a new route should be considered for the A92 East Fife Regional Road. So I'm just going to stop there. Remember what I said about Master and how the A823M was meant to continue east and that whole junction was meant to be a full junction, a bit like M74 Junction 6. Right, okay. But they then decided to put it elsewhere. So that's what this point is making. Ah. Back to the extracts. This new propo- uh, proposal involved moving the originally proposed A92-M90 connection from Masterton, which is Junction 2, to Halbeath, which is Junction 3, and following an entirely new route to Kirkcaldy and Glenrothes Newtown. Oh, okay. So there you go. So this just, <laughs> sadly, you know, they made that decision after they built that <laughs> complex interchange at Marston. That's typically the case here. That's yeah. a it. So there is no doubt that the East Fife Regional Road, as finally built, provided a better link for Cowdenbeath and Loch Gelly, and possibly Glenrothes, but did leave a, a developing part of the coastal area with poor connection to the M90. So it comes back to say, 
Well, actually, if you built it down there originally, it would have helped these places like Yeah, because the road to Burnt Island from the M90 is a nightmare. You know, that's a step, but with all these new towns going, do you know what they should have done, Stuart? Built them both. That's true. And there you go. Yep. That's a step. That's always a solution. More motorways. Before we move to, to the... Yeah. yeah, in your head, it certainly is. What, uh, are you saying it's not in your head? No, uh, I, I would not possibly comment on that. But you love motorways. Uh, you tell me this all the time. Well, only when they're proper You motorways. told me we should have more. No, I don't <laughs> think that's what I said. To quote someone who spoke to us recently, I think we have more than enough motorways. Oh, okay. <laughs> I stand corrected. Yeah. Uh, anyway, My I, opinions I, are wrong. I was going to say there, uh, <laughs> we should say hello to one of our friends, John Tao, who stays just along the road from that section of M90. I know he's oh. a keen fan of that section. He'll be I listening to this. And I've met John, haven't yes, I? Yes, you have, yes. He's a great guy. Yes, he is. He came along to see us at the GVVT, didn't he? That's right. He's a bit of a bus enthusiast, I think. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. My so, kind of yep. guy. Hi, John. So I've done, Hi, my, John. I've done my bit now. So yep. Excellent. No, that that's fine. Okay, so I'm going to um, talk more about this Kelty bypass from yeah. this extract that I've got here. Okay. <clears throat> the next section going north is the Cowdenbeath and Kelty bypass. The possibility of a new road bypassing Crossgates, Cowdenbeath and Kelty was first investigated as early as 1948 and 1949. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. At that time, uh, as a trunk road in 1966, it was designated as a special road. And Fife County Council was invited by the Scottish Development Department to prepare a detailed scheme. WA Fairhurst and Partners Consulting Engineers being appointed to design the bridges. The line chosen at this stage was almost exactly the same as the one selected in 1949 but objections resulted in alterations near each end. Okay. We turn over the page. The scheme went out to tender in the autumn of 1967, and work started on the 8th of January. So we're talking about the Kelty bypass. Yeah. Here. So yep. from Dulloch all the way up to Kelty. Okay. Uh, in 1968, the contract completion date was set for July 1970. Tarmac Civil Engineering Limited, the main contractor... Uh, had the motorway ready for use seven months ahead of the time. So that's why it opened in January... Sorry, December 1969. Okay. The part of five for which the motorway runs was scarred by widespread mining and pit bings. So these are soil heaps. Ah, yes. This, uh -huh. is, this is cool. I never knew this, and I looked into this. It's quite cool. And during construction, several of these bings were used to make embankments. The removal of these unsightly mounds, together with the design of the vertical and horizontal curves, had resulted in an attractive stretch of, of roadway with an abundance of pleasant views. <laughs> Whoever wrote this is, uh, is brilliant. Um, I'm <laughs> it must be um, conceded that the topography assisted the designers but nevertheless, they can take considerable credit for the result. So you imagine <laughs> it, you have these big heaps everywhere, and they're yeah. like, yeah, we'll use them. Same to, thing to make happened the um, in parts of the M74, E725, as we spoke yeah. about one of the earlier editions. Uh, there were spoil heaps and, and tips that were used, and bings that were used to, to provide embankments and fill and all sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. No, it, it's always interesting to hear about these things. Yeah, yeah no, so, it is. It's yeah, good. Move okay. us north, then. What's, what happens north of Kelty? Right, so we've got the Kinross to... Now, you're going to help me help me with some pronunciation here. The Kinross to... Milnathort. Milnathort by... Oh, you're, 
you're an expert. You've been sitting there like a dark horse. I don't know anything about the M90. <laughs> Have I just given it away? Kinross Milner Thought Bypass. So this runs from Junction 4 at Kelty <clears throat> all the way to Junction 8. And this was opened in 1972. God, that's a big stretch. It is a big stretch. It was Well, there's actually quite a few junctions in there. That's yeah. the thing. It was designed by Baptist Sean Morton. Okay. And the contractor was Fitzpatrick. Ah, I don't know what happened to them. Yep. <laughs> that's it lost lost okay. in time uh it was the first in the uk to be constructed using unreinforced concrete oh, pavements my goodness are you a fan of unreinforced concrete pavements no. are these the the continuously laid ones or are these are slabs these are slabs I think, these are slabs yeah. aren't they yeah yeah pretty fun pretty is noisy. it still there or is it gone now? no gone so it's I don't I don't think so to be honest with you I haven't been up that way for a while so um, the full width single pass with concrete train it says here so this is where they, you know they go along and they they do the whole thing in one go you mm-hmm. know um, this was again built without hard shoulders but made in such a way that they could be added later they also used hardened verges instead of shoulders because they anticipated lower traffic levels have the shoulders ever been added to this bit. Or is this the bit mm. with no shoulders? There's a bit with no shoulders, and I think it's. This I think bit. it's this bit. So what you've got is these hard verges yeah. along here. But I think the thinking at the time was that it's going to be so quiet. You know, if somebody breaks down, I don't know if that was an acceptable risk, or you know that they could just pull in easily. Is it quiet? Yes. Is it still a very anywhere quiet north of Junction Three is generally quite quiet. What okay. you find with the M90, in my experience, my travel plans, most people use it to go and take the A92. It is a quiet motorway beyond Junction 3. Right, okay. You know? Fair enough. So yep. that's it. So there is a very obvious temporary terminus at Junction 8 where you see the fork junction going off to the A92. Beyond, oh, um, I need to see this in the map. Yeah, I'm going to bring this up. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just looking at that. It's probably not the A92. I'm missing I'm missing a I'm missing a letter from there, so that's slightly erroneous, but beyond this point I'm told by celebrity name drop here Stuart celebrity name drop oh yeah he's well he's a celebrity amongst the podcast listeners is he Duncan McKnight do you remember Duncan McKnight who's that again (laughs) Duncan McKnight the question aficionado he always asks us loads of questions Ah. Um, Duncan actually has helped me a lot with this so I do appreciate it so beyond this point I'm told by Duncan McKnight um, that this section beyond this was built on an old railway line Oh yeah, we know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't. Would you? Would you mean we knew that? I never knew that. That's in my old railway atlas of Scotland book that I've showed you. Oh yeah, the ones that you show me. Yeah, tons of times. I've never heard of it. Never heard of it. I've never seen it. No, 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 no. no. Duncan gave me this nugget, and I was like, "That's fantastic!" And I was sitting on my phone. I had a look at it. It was brilliant. Okay. You know, with all this faux outrage, you really should be on Twitter. Faux outrage. It's not faux outrage. It's genuine. It's genuine. (laughs) Okay. Oh, by the way, the fork interchange. Is yes. Arwari, which is just a wee, a wee village off the M90. Arwari. Yep. Easy fine. for me to say. Arwari. And we came yep. across 950 photos of that section being constructed at Arwari. And they're in Historic Environment Scotland. We did. Yes. And this is fantastic. We can't wait to get uh, digital versions of these, hopefully, and have a good look through them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and Armgask. Well, I, all right, all right. I'm, I'm just getting on to this section okay. because there's a, this is the next scheme, okay? So we talk, spoke about that section that actually opened in 1972. Ah, so the, Junction 8 is Arlery then? Yes. Ah, okay. So right. Arlery to Ungansk. 
on ga- uh, on, how am uh, I saying that? On Gask. On Gask. Yes. That's it. Which is just north of yeah. Glenfarg. Yeah, that's fine. So it's basically Junction 8 to a temporary terminus with the B996. Right. Which was opened in 1977. Again, this is another Babti Shaw and Morton yep. design, and it was built by Watlings and Tarmac joint venture. Ah, interesting. Okay. There you go. Working together. This was a section where the old railway line was shot. I mean, it was shot in 1970 to make way for the motorway. Right, okay. You know, so they did build it along that. There was a gap in construction for the M90 in between 1972 and 1977 due to the oil crisis right. and other issues okay. that came along. So it did take a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. All right. So we move on to the next section, which is Angask to Muremont. So this was, I mean, Angask was a kind of temporary terminus Yeah. Okay. to Muremont. So this is all the way from that terminus to Junction 9. This opened in 1980. Yeah, it was the last. It was amongst the last of. Yeah, the original it's funny because race, I think yeah. some of the other ones north were were finished, um, and this was a kind of a gap. Fryerton was certainly finished by. Yeah, that point. it was, and this was a gap. So this was designed by Babti Shaw Morton. Yep. Uh, also, Watlings and Tarmac. Alright, okay. Uh, this was actually the the latest northern section to open, even though there was more M90 to the north, which is the point I just made there. Yep. Um, and this is, of course, the steep section with the long sweeping bends. Yeah. I do find this very impressive and an iconic part of the route. Uh, you know, as, you, as you're coming down towards that, you know, you get these wonderful vistas over Perth and everything and you're coming down there. It, it doesn't feel motorway-like, but it is motorway. Now, am I right in saying I was once told that the gradient on the stretch just around about... Uh, Cregan, just south of there, is the steepest in the UK, but 8%? Yeah, you, you are. Like yeah, it is the steepest gradient you will get on a motorway mainline. Yeah, around I thought, about there. I thought, that, I thought I'd heard that it's, before. It is really quite something, to be honest with you. That's like, just north of Bridge of Ern. Yes, that's yeah. exactly it. That's it. So from Muremont to Craigend, this is Junction 9 to Junction 10. This actually opened in 1977. Again, Baptist Shaw and Morton. Soon we're getting a lot of work around there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was built by Watlings. Okay. This included the bridge over the River Ern. And parts of the large semi-directional interchange at Craigend, which is the UK's most northerly three-level junction. Ah, interesting. interesting. Somebody can challenge me on that and see if they can find another junction sure with more levels for roads, <laughs> railways and footways. <laughs> Do not count before I get any smart Alex coming yep. in and messaging us there. I take okay. it there are no three-level junctions on the E90 Aberdeen Bypass or anything like that? No, but there should have been. Yep. It should have been. Yeah. Okay. But uh, we will we'll leave that for another day. That's a controversial topic, so that's fine. So um, this is this is where the M90 gets messy again. Mm-hmm. So Craigend, I want to talk about Craigend. Craigend is this large uh, semi-directional T interchange where the M90 actually splits in half. One side goes to Dundee. One side goes to Perth and Broxton. Okay. And there's a minor road in there as well. Okay. So um, I'll I'll explain this the best I can uh, from here. Um, so we've got Craig End to Broxton. So this actually opened 1978. It was designed by Tayside Regional Council and built by William Tors. Interesting. I, no, I have heard of them as a contractor. Certainly. Have you? Yeah, I okay. have. Yeah. So this was basically two sections. What was previously... Now this this is weird. Now, what was previously the M85? The, the M80 what? The M80. 
85. That's 85. You mean 85. No, I did not. No, I did not. So up until about 1994, this is what you've seen on the map. So the spur of the section that goes over Fryerton Viaduct towards Dundee was known as M85. (sighs) Who knew? Who knew? You know, but I will go into this. So actually, there wasn't it wasn't as confusing back then. So you had the M eighty five going towards Dundee, and you had the M ninety going towards Perth. Simple times. What a time to be alive. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was basically two sections. As I was saying previously, the M eighty five, which included the impressive Friarton Viaduct. That is an impressive structure. It is. And no the, denying that. And the M ninety heading west towards Broxton Roundabout. The M85 was renumbered M90 in April 1994. Quite a few roads were renumbered around about that time, but I believe this was done due to have continuity with the A90 that was being constructed around the time to go all the way to Aberdeen. Yeah, because was that not just after the Brecon Bypass was finished yes. and you had continuous dual yeah, carriageway they, all the way? Yes, yeah. that, that's why they renumbered it yeah, that no, way. Yeah, that, no, that makes sense. And it does. Um, so that's... That's really it. Craig End is an impressive junction. Um, so connecting three parts of the M90. Um, so you've what was previously the A85, but you've yeah. also got a minor road in there. You've got the A914 that actually goes into Perth. Now, what about the section from the M90 to Keir, uh, Keir, not Keir Roundabout, uh, Broxton, Broxton Roundabout? Um, yeah. what, when was that built? When did that open? Uh, we've got that one in 1978. So that came at the same time as the yep. Friarton bit? Yeah. Ah, so did that almost form a south and eastern bypass of Perth? Yes. Was it named as such or no? Not just not that I've seen in some of the research I've done, but yeah. it certainly is a bypass of Perth. And then you've, you've of course got the A9, which yeah. goes from Broxton to Everarmans around there. Now I've just realised through talking about all these M90 things that, that you've been mentioning uh, that we have seen construction photographs for all of it mm-hmm. in the Historic Environment Scotland records. Yeah, which is a first. I've yeah, I think that's the first full route so far that we've come up, uh, we've come across. Fantastic. Yeah, so that's yeah. good news. No, yeah. that's something mm-hmm. we have and shortly. We'll probably have it for the M9 as well. Probably, I would think. Yeah, not oh. far behind. Not far behind. What an exciting mm-hmm. motorway. I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah. So then, are you... Uh, is there any other facts and figures about just, the M90 you want to tell Just a tiny bit. Right. Because I'm getting ready to quiz you. I've been scribbling questions. Right, well, here. I will go home. Uh, go home, I'd wish, right now. I'm running out <laughs> of time. But um, I, I, will, I will get to the point. Yeah. Um, I've got some facts here okay so um craig end actually has eight structures as far as i can see that make up its linking roads the m90 is an unusual setup here that splits into these two parts but has the same number we actually don't see anything like that in the uk right you've got a motorway with the same number that splits off and goes in two different ways it's weird okay you're racking your brains here, yeah, thinking of everything. I'm thinking about but it. But I'd yeah. like to uh, finish off with uh, my facts by talking about Friarton. Yeah. Friarton Viaduct. Yeah. You know, uh, so that's 830 meters long. It is, and it's uh, longest span on the structure. So, sorry, how long? 831 meters. Ah, so it's still not as long as White Cart Viaduct. It's, it's so not, still not quite. Long no, yeah. White Cart's a beast. Uh, and its longest span is about 174 meters. Because that'll be above the water. Yeah. That is, mm-hmm. it is a dual steel box girder bridge with a concrete deck yep. that crosses the River Tay, and a railway line. Yeah, you know, uh, it was designed by Freeman Fox and Partners. Who designed and they, the Erskine Bridge amongst others? They, they did, famous. Yeah, 
the contractor was Cleveland Bridge, an engineering company. But mm-hmm. it was it has had some work done to it, strengthened in uh, in the kind of noughties uh, to cope with modern traffic loadings. Oh, interesting. Because there's so, no hard shoulder on that viaduct. No, either, there isn't. No. It's it's just your two lane, right? Right. Okay. Well. Are we getting into the questions? We are getting into right, the well, questions. I'm braced. I'm braced. I, 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 I think we need just. I like to have a wee bit of music in the background when when we're doing some questions. Good. It just adds a, wee, a level of excitement to the whole thing. Well, you, um, for you maybe speak for yourself. And since we're talking about Fife and, and places like that, I think this kind of music suits that, doesn't uh, it? Pl- yep. Um, yeah, uh, the people in Fife and uh, Tayside are very jolly, so they will love this music. They'll have a good hoedown. <laughs> so, please don't read into that too much, people. <laughs> Anyway, right, anyway. Now these questions are going to be quick fire. I don't want you thinking about it. I want you to give me your immediate immediate thought okay. when I ask you. Right? All right, they're not going to end my career or anything. No. Well, I don't know. Well, I hope not. <laughs> okay. Hit right, me. okay. Question number one. Which is more important, the M90 or the M9? And why? M9. Why? <clears throat> I told you not to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> the M9 provides a direct connection from Edinburgh to Stirling, uh, and and basically doesn't have any river crossings on it. You can you can use the M9 to get to more places without so the other. Less less likely to be disrupted due to weather issues. Yeah, I mean the M9 only goes to Perth, but you can use the M9 to get Stirling and Perth. Okay. And Glasgow. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's, that's enough. All right. All that's right. Enough. Question two. Yep. M90 or M77. He's thinking Ooh. about it. Music goes up. He's thinking. <laughs> pressure on that one. Ooh, they lead to some disruption. I'd rather be stuck on the M90. I would. That doesn't really answer my question. W- w- rather, in what regard? What well, importance or importance, personal favourite? Importance. The M77 is more of a local route. Um, <laughs> it has strategic. It has strategic function in linking Ayrshire up. It has urban sections. Very very useful. Uh, but I think I think I think uh, the M90 probably trump, trumps it in some ways. You got to remember the M90 is also connecting those parts of Fife. Okay, fair enough. You know, uh, yep. That's we, fine. The M74 can do the function of the M77 with its other roads. Fair enough. And the A737. All right. Okay. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Yep, I've made my point. Go ahead. The question three. God. The Craigend interchange. <laughs> yeah. Looks very similar to Bailston. Is that a coincidence? Well, it's because it's got a uh, similar designer, hasn't it? You tell me. <laughs> it is the same designer. It's Babti. Yeah. Okay, so there's a similarity in the structures? And, yes, and the there is it? a similarity in structures, and that's why it's so beautiful. Okay, then. So, which interchange? Question four. Bailston or Craigend? Bailston. Why? There's more to it. I mean, Bailston's, uh, you've got that over four levels, haven't you? And it's got some wonderful feature lighting. And it connects two different motorways... Yeah, it does. Two, well, three technically, and then you've got local roads that go along with it. Okay. Now, Be- Belliston is is the daddy of interchanges. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Let's go a bit further south then. A oh. bit further south. Um, okay. Here we go. M ninety bus lane. Useful yep. use of space. Uh, no, not particularly. To be honest with you, I've I've often found I don't I don't see it utilised massively. Okay. Uh, to be honest, and I work on it, and I don't see very many buses in it. To be honest with you, maybe I'm just catching them at the wrong time. To yeah. be honest with you. Okay, fair enough. Um, the connections to the A823M. Yeah. At Masterton. Masterton. Yeah. Um, you explained earlier that there should have been another section of road that went east. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The interchange. 
Uh, there should also have been a section that went west. Do, do you think that entire junction should be reconsidered going forward, or does it work well, what, as it is? What, what I think, it does work very well as it is, uh, but it's a bit of a maintenance nightmare. There's a lot of structures in there, particularly a lot of them that don't get used, okay. that go over nothing. Um, but what I do think is, if the 823M was extended uh, to meet the A985 providing a, a Recife bypass, then leave the junction as is. But if we're really not going to do anything there, we might it might be a good idea to look at remodelling some of that. Okay, fair enough. Right, okay, well, I think that's enough on the, on the M90. You passed. Oh, yeah, I think God. those answers were sufficient. Yeah. Sufficiently thought. You know, I really need a cigarette. Yeah, that's such a terrible <laughs> habit. <that we're> not, <laughs> Can I spark one up now? No, you... <laughs> No, I feel, I feel I'm that. sweating here. I'm like, what's he going to ask? So that is your question, Stuart. Thank you very yeah, much. I My career is probably over now. Yeah, I uh, think we've got just about time for one listener question this edition. Oh, dear. Uh, so let's see what we can find. I'm going to ask you the question. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit me. I, I've got no idea, so uh, we'll see what this is. <clears throat> okay. So, do, 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 do. let me just pick one that I think is best, because we do have a few here, and we, we, we sort of bank them, and we... And we use them as we go through. So this one from Jonathan Towers on Facebook. John, oh, is Jonathan a, Towers, yeah. He's I, I an M90 it's... fan, so he probably has just enjoyed everything <clears throat> we've spoken about. Right. Okay, okay, Jonathan, I'm ready. All right. Cracking my knuckles. I'll do my best, man. Okay. okay, hit me. Do you think the Scottish Motorway Network, in its present form, mm -hmm. is fit for purpose? No, I don't. I think we have a lack of lane capacity. Uh, particularly on some of our strategic routes between cities. I'll just offset John's view for anybody listening who maybe has a different opinion and say that we could also argue that there are too many cars in the road. Okay. For the argument <laughs> point of view, I'm not reaching across the table and, and strangling you right now. But I do... I, uh, um, Jonathan, there is a, there's a problem I'm going to point out here. We have Glasgow, Scotland's biggest city, most populated city. We have Edinburgh, a very populated city, which is uh, Scotland's capital. There is a dual two-lane motorway that connects two of them. Yeah. But, but, That's I, a problem. I, I, just, me, just me putting it like that is wrong. Because you, 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 would, you would look at England and you wouldn't have that problem. However... However, as we have learned from recent podcasts, you know, is providing another extra lane really going to be a huge solution to you? I mean, yeah, okay, it'll provide relief in the next five years, mm -hmm. ten years. Yep. But beyond that, are we then looking at a fourth lane? Well, that's are we it. then looking at, oh, actually, this road runs freely now, so why don't we build another distribution centre here? Why don't we build another housing estate here? So I'm... I'm just let me cut in here. You tell me that you don't think the Glasgow motorway system is fit for purpose. He's talking more about the Scottish motorway system that I interpreted as the strategic road system uh, intercity okay. motorways okay. rather than the that's, urban motorways. I think the so. urban motorways in Glasgow are their own focal point, uh, and as such, my answer did not encompass them. I was talking about one thing that I've, I, I think I know why we are where we are. Yeah. Because we've got the M9 and the M8, yeah. Yeah. both doing a similar thing. So yeah. you've got this dual two-lane road, yeah. which is the M9, which is to the north, and you've got the M8. So you do have an alternative. Let me just temper then your yeah. answer, because my answer to that question, I don't tend to get involved in these subjects mm. and these topics. My mm. answer would be that 75% of it is fit for purpose and that there are small areas of it that are perhaps overcapacity that need one or two tweaks that would make them just Absolutely. flow a wee yeah. bit better or perform a wee bit better or a wee bit more effectively. I mean, what... Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, one of the things I've often found with the MA is if you had continuous three lanes, especially from Livingston, all the way through to, say, Shots or Newbridge, yep. you know, it would flow so much better. And I actually think 
it would have positive things for road safety as well. Yeah, there's a, there is always that aspect to be considered. That's mm, true. Definitely. Yeah. M80, definitely some work to be done there. But what a good question. Thank you. That is a good question. I mean, there are other, I'm trying to think of other parts that need a wee bit of work, maybe like the... Oh. Like the M seventy seven around Junction One. Oh, uh, of course. I mean, if we're talking about urban motor as well, yes, there's definitely something we could do down there. Yeah, no, and we, we've always spoke about that. It should be dual four lane all the way through. Yeah, you know, down yeah. to the city limit. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's it. We're, we're fast approaching our limit, so I'm just going to very briefly cover some things that we've been doing. The answer is actually not a great deal. Uh, we have been <laughs> doing uh, we have been doing a bit of work at Historic Environment Scotland, going through the archives. Obviously, that's been put on hold for the foreseeable. Yeah, basically, everything we have planned. We got talks. We had events. We're going to go to. I mean, everything is the whiteboard's looking pretty clear now, isn't it? Yes, it is indeed. So uh, we have turned our focus to our own internal cataloging and digitising. Uh, so we're hoping to get through some more slides and things, so we can keep sharing images with you. Um, if you do have any other questions or things like that you want to send in, in the meantime, send them in. We'll get them answered at future podcasts. As I said earlier, we are intending to have them coming up just a wee bit more frequently than, than we've had in the past. Fantastic. Uh, and, and we hope you, you continue yeah. to enjoy We, we them. like doing them, uh, hopefully as much as you like listening to them. Yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> We're still pulling in the listeners. Still, people are still asking us questions. Yeah. We're doing something right. Otherwise, what's the point of being here? Well, this is fun. It's bonding time between us. <laughs> I think on that happy note on that happy note so I think that's enough for this month or for this edition I have to stop saying this month and this week because it's this edition episode 22 yeah alright we're getting industrial uh, with it now indeed as always thank you for joining us on mm -hmm. the Glasgow Motorway Archive podcast make sure you visit our website as well glasgows-motorways.org.uk where you can listen to our previous podcast episodes and learn all about the history of the Glasgow motorway system as well. Yeah, that's right. You can also subscribe to us at Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or at Podbean to make sure you never miss a show. And while you're at it, be sure to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends and colleagues about us. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here, be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for The Daily Fix. Over to you, Stuart. Over to me. Over to you. Of course, yeah, you do get regular updates <laughs> on all the social media channels. We try and keep them as uh, frequent as possible. We take them in turns, as you've probably noticed by now. Mine are always the most interesting and the best performing. Um, <laughs> He's had too much to drink. <laughs> right. That's not true. That's not true. But on that note, I hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll see you very, very soon. Yes. Bye for now. Bye-bye. <laughs>